Welcome to True North Strong, a sports performance podcast, and I'm your host, Jay Malhado. Join me as I chat with some of the top sports performance practitioners from far and wide and discuss from a uniquely Canadian perspective all things sport and human performance. My goal is that within these conversations, we will uncover the through lines that connect us all. Welcome everyone to another episode of True North Strong, a sports performance podcast. Uh, I'm super excited to welcome uh, Sean Holmes to the show. You know, him and I go way, way back uh, when I started my career uh, at Velocity. He was one of the coaches there. So it was, it was really cool to kind of have him back on and, and see what he's been up to over this last, uh, I won't say how many years, but uh, over the last time, a few years at least, right? Um, so Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks. And yeah, I, what's it got to be 15 years, but yeah, we started our careers together basically. Yeah. I think it is a, a, about 15, 16. So um, yeah, if you could just kind of jump into, into your path and, and how you got to where you are. So currently you're, you have your own gym called the dynamic athlete, which is in Oakville um, in the Toronto rock athletic center. Um, you're also the head strength and conditioning coach for the Toronto rock in the national lacrosse league. So yeah, if you could just get into your path, how you got there um, and the stops you've had along the way. Uh, yeah, so obviously, well, not obviously, but I'm a lacrosse player. That's how I got into this. Uh, as you know, the path isn't always straightforward, uh, but this isn't something I knew I wanted to do growing up. I sort of, I'm not going to say fell into it, but got some good advice uh, along the way. So I went to the University of Guelph and took sociology okay. and, and played lacrosse there. Yeah. A good, they have a good lacrosse team. Um, but I knew that wasn't anything I wanted to do. I just got to take the most electives. Um, right. And after I graduated, I started working at uh, the beer store and then eventually got a job at the Workplace Safety and Insurance Board downtown. And that's where my sister worked. Um, and roughly about six months into that, I figured out riding the GO train downtown Toronto every day from I live near the airport. Okay. Uh, I knew what year and month I could retire, <laughs> like 23 or 24 years old. And then I started to think that's probably not the best way to live life. Um, and so through good fortune or bad, I was on contract and uh, someone came back from maternity leave early and uh, the boss was kind of like, listen, you, you, you'd go pretty far in this company if you want, but like I was entry level and the other people there sort of had been there for 15, 20 years. Right. And that was sort of as far as they were going. Yeah. So it was sort of a mutual, like, pick me, send me home. Like, I'll figure it out. Um, but because I was playing lacrosse and, uh, Jay, you know, I am uh, not great with size. So I'm, you know, almost 5'8", 170 pounds trying to play pro lacrosse. So the big thing I had to do was be in better shape and be faster and able to run longer and whatever. So I obviously spent a lot of time in the gym. So when I got laid off, I would go to the gym with my brother at five in the morning every day, even though I didn't have to go to work after. Right. And uh, my dad, fortunately, one day called me upstairs. I was living at home and uh, was watching a show on astronomy. And this guy was babbling on about the stars and the moons. And I was like, what are we doing here, dad? Like, you know, typical dad talks. Uh, and then he goes, you know, this, you don't fall into this. This is something you have to love. You have to enjoy. He's like, there's probably not one unhappy astronomer in the world. Right. And it kind of hit home right away. And he was like, you go to the gym at five in the morning every day. Why don't you try to figure out how to 
make a living. Uh, and the next day I was online and I found uh, a place you've been to a few times, Athletes Performance. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed all the coaches had the, the CSCS thing. I started looking up what you needed and you needed a university degree. So uh, three days later, I was enrolled for the, the fall semester at York uh, for kinesiology. Right. Um, and then I decided I better get a job in the industry. So I started working at Fitness 365, uh, which is near the airport in Toronto, um, at the juice bar, making shakes and selling memberships. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it was three months later, I was getting a tour of Velocity Sports Performance from our friend Wayne Burke, who had yeah. taken the director, who I'd played lacrosse with. I thought I was just going to see the gym and I walked out of there with a job. Didn't know it. He wow. took me into the back. You're sitting in the meeting room and like, oh, yeah, this is Jay. And you'll get to know him. And but I was like, I thought I was just coming for a workout. But anyways, <laughs> left the job. So very fortunate. Uh, and that started the path of, you know, uh, strength and conditioning. This is going to be what I made a living at, right? And um, very fortunate to, to be there. I think that that time, I think you, when we look back, I think you can admit we were very, very lucky to have each other there. You know, we'd go in and lift together and videotape us on Dartfish and talk about stuff and, you know, one of the greatest facilities that there ever was. And that started the path uh, towards this. Yeah, it, it definitely is an atmosphere and an environment that we've both probably been trying to recreate over the last 10 or 12 years since working there, right? Like it just, there was, like you said, we were all kind of in a similar point of our careers really eager, um, learning some great stuff and, and, and we're just kind of great guys too, right. Just hanging out and our staff was, was really connected. And so, yeah, I totally, uh, am with you there with, with what that place was. And we were a little bit ahead of our time, I think, as far as, as, as training athletes in a facility like that, but, um, you know, we close and, and we all kind of go our separate ways, although you and I go the same way for a few months, uh, working in Mississauga at another performance facility. Oh. <laughs> but after that, kind of, kind of, you know, how did the DA start? How, how did that process go from, from being a coach, which we were to now a business owner and now kind of all of that, that goes into that. Well, you know, like, cause you said the business club, we showed up to work one day and we're told, it's bankrupt and this is your last day. Right. Uh, so uh, that was a pretty big eye opener, I think, for us in that. So like, you know, I went back to Fitness 365 with personal training. We found our way to mind and muscle together. Yeah. And then that stopped. I went back to Fitness 365. Um, but I think that it opened my eyes at least to like, I got to figure out like a safer way or a, a way to be in more control myself. Mm-hmm. And so I started to develop a name in the lacrosse world uh, because I was the only one doing it, really. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> there wasn't anyone on Twitter doing it. I'd get on there and tweet this and uh, had some real strong ones where I got some good athletes right at the start. And so that, that was the way, sort of that was the, the turning point for me to get to where I am today was right. to focus just on lacrosse. Um, and fortunately, I, again, I was still playing in the summers um, with all these pro guys and uh, Dan Dawson, who is a current member of the Toronto Rock now, wasn't yeah. at the time, um, told me about it's a one of a kind facility. There's not like the Buffalo Bandits don't have a Buffalo Bandits Athletic Center. The Toronto right. Rock Athletic Center is one of a kind. They actually just added turf to be the second 
floor in January. So they're both fully turfed and all sized, NHL sized. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's one of a kind. Very fortunate to be in here. Yeah. That's awesome. Can't believe it's been 10 years, you know, like uh, it goes so fast. Yeah. And credit to you. You've uh, been a help to me while I've been in here, right? You've come like at the early stages, you'd come and just uh, train some teams for me when I didn't have enough to like hire someone fully but needed was too busy and had some extra and and then even since then you've donated your time to come uh back and help test so it's uh you know it's very much appreciated yeah it's uh like you said we we started together that that connection i think will always be there no matter where we go and where we end up you know you call or and and i'll be there so uh yeah it's been fun to help out and see the growth of of the facility and 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 just kind of lacrosse uh, strength conditioning in general, which, which we'll get to in a little bit, but, you know, like you said, not a straight path, like a lot of us, you know, starts and stops and having to do stuff that maybe we don't want to do as we buy our time or as we train, uh, you know, an athlete here or there in other hours. But um, like you said, you put the work in when you get the opportunity to take advantage of it and, and it opens up some pretty cool, pretty cool doors. Right. Yeah, it's uh, to anyone I like. That's the hard part with this profession. Is I said, it's it's not for the weak. Like you, there's going to be some hardships. It's it's you know it's almost like uh, it's which way you're trending, not because it's going to be ups and downs. Right. But I think like one of the things that you mentioned is is that you know you started to see something as far as hey you know the website early on and using social media early on and and also understanding like hey, there's a side to this that I want to get ahead of and hiring someone who does that or, or doing a course in that area. And yeah, I remember your your websites, you know, a long time ago, really, and and that they were unique and, and that you saw something and this is a way for you to differentiate yourself and separate from the pack, right? And so, um, you know, that was, again, something that not, not all of us do is, oh yeah, I'm going to start a website and they don't really go into, hey, how do I do that? How do I find my niche how do I market it all those kind of business and things that we kind of got taught the hard way right like I am the same same way every gym I worked at after velocity I started looking at it from a business standpoint hey we're not really busy like how are we going to stay open I didn't have the same just coaches I only now I also had to have a business I and understand what was happening because I didn't want to walk in one day and be the rug pulled out and not really be prepared for that right or not see it coming yeah no i again i think it's one of those it really sucked but it was an eye-opener i was like wait i need something else or i need to look at this a different way and and make sure that i'm kind of you know set up or or ready to go or at least have a backup plan for the next place right like one of my favorite parts of the podcast is the rapid fire i'm excited for this just because again you're like you said you're a bit of a jokester and so we'll get through this uh get to know you a little bit more outside of the weight room and we'll start it on the entertainment end with what is your favorite movie my favorite (laughs) the family man with nick cage (laughs) okay nice for real (laughs) my wife hates again i for some reason i i found that when in university um my roommate bought a illegal satellite 
And so the family man was just on repeat. So <laughs> if we went out Friday night, Saturday morning, I just go lay on the couch and just put on like, and I, but I never watched it all the way through. I just would get the start and then the finish the next time. Cause I'd be napping or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's honestly like my biggest guilty pleasure. Like my wife, <laughs> Christmas time comes. I'm like, I haven't seen the family man yet. Like where's, <laughs> where's this? Uh, what about favorite book? Uh, the slight edge. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Olson. Yeah. Uh, favorite song or artist. I think I know this one or well, band. Or... Yeah. Oasis is the favorite oh. and probably uh, don't go away would be my favorite song by them just because uh, uh, some of the lyrics and uh, my wife knows I'm a big Oasis fan. So she bought me a mug and it says like, going to love you forever in a day. Which oh, is nice. A, a song from a, yeah. or a line from the song. So awesome. Um, I would thought Rush was going to be up there. Rush, it would be the next probably like <laughs> Oasis, Pearl Jam, Rush. It's a tight race. Yeah, it's a tight yeah. race. Uh, what about your favorite healthy food? Uh, chicken. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about your guilty pleasure food? Uh, I have a tough time walking by a box of pizza. <laughs> so if there's pizza there, even if I've eaten, I can probably find room for a slice. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that you, you know, played, played pro lacrosse and um, have traveled a lot probably with playing lacrosse and, and youth lacrosse. Um, do you have a favorite Canadian city? Halifax. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been there twice uh, because of the, I've been to Vancouver twice because of the cross, but it was playing. Uh, I was too busy playing to truly enjoy the touristy part of it, but like yep. the mountains, are, that's unreal. Uh, being from Toronto right uh, but Halifax I got to enjoy the city uh, twice for like two weeks of visit it's just so beautiful and everyone's so nice and laid back and yeah it's a great way of life um, is there a Canadian city you'd love to visit still on the list uh, Calgary probably Calgary would be I've never been there yeah mountains um, yeah is there a favorite place you visited kind of worldwide well yes <laughs> the Cayman Islands is my favorite place in the world. Okay, nice. Um, so, as you know, I, my wife and I enjoy going on cruises. Yeah. Uh, and lucky, I've been fortunate enough to be in the Cayman Islands three times. And there's a restaurant, Macabucas, great patio, 270 degree ocean view, like it's right on the tip of the island. Uh, the first time we walked in there, they were playing Oasis. <laughs> uh, it was so, meant to be uh, the first yeah first song we walked in and like we were told about this place we walked in like this is the greatest restaurant i've ever been to <laughs> like the, you know the weather in the cayman islands isn't isn't horrible right, right? so yeah um, yeah yeah so that yeah. would be that would be my number one awesome is there a, a dream destination not necessarily a cruise somewhere but uh you know unless there is a cruise that you still want to check off the list but is there a, a place you'd love to visit uh yeah it all honestly uh kind of with it, it would, i'd wish to do it on a boat like if we're talking true dreams like <laughs> yeah monaco oh okay yeah that would be nice. number one awesome um you know you're a bit of an inside sport guy i guess if we if we think about lacrosse but do you have a favorite season uh fall winter spring summer oh, we'll summer come, summer yeah which you know me the sun and me don't go well together, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I enjoy the sun from the shade. Right. With yeah. My, 
with my double applied sunscreen because <laughs> I'm pretty fair skinned. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Enjoy the sun from the shade. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Again, uh, I knew some, some good things were going to come up there. You know, you mentioned kind of finding your niche, uh, within lacrosse, partly because obviously you played and you had that connection to the sport, but you know, you also have to understand how strength and conditioning and, and how, you know, biomechanics and stuff, uh, relate to that sport. Like we all like sports, but we maybe don't look at it with that eye, but, um, you know, how have you seen, kind of strength and conditioning within lacrosse change from again like when you were a player to now not only at the pro level but also when we think about young lacrosse players and you know for those who don't know like there's field lacrosse which is kind of you know the the scholarship sport if you think about kids that go to the states or play even university lacrosse here in Canada it's it's field but then when we think about pro lacrosse it becomes box lacrosse which like you said hockey players play in the summer and it's indoor and it's a different game so you know how is that transition and and, and just kind of what are some of the things that that you think about when you're lo- working with lacrosse players well to uh, put this in great perspective so when i was playing like i started just after junior lacrosse um so just say like 2001 2002 when you start like you know it's 21 and older right um and many of the nl guys or whatever the league was called back then played all the summer too right like you played both leagues um in between periods you probably catch about five or six of the guys on the team smoking out in between periods right so like if you were a fan at the game and you know you're in the summer in this rink in ontario without air conditioning like once the intermission hit you'd go outside like cool off or get some fresh air right and you literally watch four or five of the players hacking darts (laughs) (laughs) so uh, to tell you that training's come a long way would kind of be of an understatement uh, right. because that's, that doesn't happen these days, or at right. least if it does, I don't see it or don't know it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, the joke is back then, if you saw a six pack, it was actually beer. <laughs> now you like actually see six packs because guys are in shape. Right. Um, so it's sort of an easy question because basically what's the difference now is guys train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we're still well behind, uh, in the, the, not the, obviously not the information or the knowledge of the people doing it, but the desire of the players, like, you know, there's still guys that can get away with just their skill. Right. Um, not near as many as used to, that's all it was before was you got away on your skill. Um, and I was sort of the outlier as the guy who had to go to the gym every day to keep up with those guys that had the skill and the size. Right. Right. Uh, but now everyone has the skill. Everyone's got the size because yeah. there's way more people playing it and whatever. So, uh, so the training is greatly now. Everyone does at least something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There might be guys still doing their bodybuilder stuff at their local gym or whatever, but I think the tide has turned a bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, like this is you're a pro athlete. Be a pro. Right. Do you think that that has started because they're training when they're younger now, like, you know, before maybe they weren't doing strength conditioning as young athletes and now they've done it, whether that's do another sport or, or specifically for lacrosse, but, and now as they go and they're now they're 22, now it's part of themselves as well versus before, like you mentioned, those guys, you know, that training wasn't really part of 
your thought process before, like maybe a couple of weeks before camp, you started kind of getting doing some running or whatever, but um, you know, has that, you think that's played a role as well? No, you nailed it a hundred percent. What, what changed is Canadians started going to the NCAA. Right. So when I, like, I, I didn't play when I was growing up, I was just box lacrosse. I, the first field lacrosse game I saw, I played in at the University of Guelph. So wow. I didn't, like, field wasn't really, a, like it was around, but I didn't know about it. It wasn't around every center or every area. Right. Right. So like very few people my age or older have gone down to the States, right. like from Canada. Yeah. And then just after that, like the few that did go would then light it up because right. the skill set of box lacrosse players was just nothing they'd seen before. So then they started getting more and more. And, you know, if you go to the NCAA school, what do you do? Mandatory lifts. Right. 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 Yeah. So now those guys graduate school, having trained for four years and that's part of what they do. And they know that's part of the process. Yeah. So that's a hundred percent what the, what brought this shift in, right. If Canadians didn't go down to the NCAA, you'd probably still find some smoking in between periods. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Watching the sport and, you know, uh you've got me some tickets over the years and and always give me the heads up hey like you know there's gonna be a lot of this or a lot of that but that's not really a penalty don't worry about it you know (laughs) or there's gonna be quick stops but it's a really high flowing game and I started looking at it like I could see the similarities with that with other sports but how when we think about lacrosse what what do we think about as far as movement demands like if you were to sum up the sport for someone who maybe wants to look at training those, those athletes, what should they kind of look at? Um, I, I think you nailed it. Like it's not one thing for lacrosse. This is going to be different for other sports, right? Like there's obviously similarities between everything, right? right. But um, it is a physical sport. So you have to be able to withstand forces, um, lots of change of directions, Um and then that short burst speed is, you know, the main thing, right? So uh, I think over the years, what I've realized, you know, is we love the weight room, uh, you know, strength is the foundation and the engine, but if we're not getting guys faster, like speed, speed kills, right? Right. So let's uh, make sure that they're all fast. Can uh, And again, for the rock guys, they're at the highest level they can get to. Right. But just keep them healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Just give the coaches the top players, let them play. Obviously we can increase like certain parameters and whatever, but it's basically make sure that Saturday night they're available. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and when you think about, so for those again, like what's the season look like for the NLL in, in a normal, obviously in a normal situation, um, and how much training do they do during the season as far as like structured as a team? Do you have lifts or is it kind of on their own? Like, what does that look like logistically? Um, again, for those who, who haven't, you know, peeked behind the curtain of, of pro lacrosse. Yeah. So it's uh, this is sort of a tough one for people to understand. Or to, uh, and this is, I think why I succeed is because I, in the lacrosse world, because I am in it and I understand it or was in it before. Right. Um, so the Toronto Rock are only allowed to practice once a week. Okay. Mandatory. Right. Like the um, CBA says they can only practice once a week. Same yeah. with every team, right? Right. And it's because all the players are sort of, I think uh, you mentioned it in our emails, 
they live in Southern Ontario, so Toronto would have an advantage, especially with a facility like this, the rocket practice three, four times a week. Right. But for the Calgary Roughnecks or Saskatchewan Rush, all those players still live in Toronto and they right. just fly out to play the games on the weekend. So they don't have the option of practicing. So to, for a competitive balance, they're only allowed one practice a week or so many put through the year and you could do them whenever, but it almost works out to one a week. Right. Um, so they're actually not allowed a team lift. Okay. Right. Anytime there's a coach present, it's considered a practice with more than seven players. Right. Okay. Right. And since yeah. I'm employed by the team, right. That would count. Right. Right. So it's basically you're on your own. Now we're lucky here with the Toronto Rock Athletics Center and this that we have about eight to 10 guys that are local, but will come in on their own when they're whatever. And obviously I get them the programs and train them and do whatever. Right. But you know, there are guys that uh, play here that live in Barrie. They're right. not driving two hours. Right. Just to work out. An hour workout. Right. Right. Two hours home. Right. right. That's not, they'll say it. But even I look at them and go, that's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you just yeah. go to your local gym that's five minutes away because, you know, they all have jobs. Right. Right. They all have nine to five jobs or whatever, like other, other things. Yeah. And then you put it in wives and kids. Yeah. And it's like, they can't dedicate three hours to like, you know, a, a Toronto Maple Leaf player can go to the, the rink and, you know, do the morning skate every day and right. then do their workout and, you know, get some treatment right. and show up four hours later and take a nap <laughs> before they <laughs> right. have to go back to the game because yeah. they're making $8 million a year. Right. These are guys who have jobs, have kids, have lives. So it's sort of a, a weird sort of situation, right? So right. basically, as the strength coach here, it's more of a consultant. Yeah. I kind yeah. of want to, because I do train a lot of the guys here. We're right. lucky because a lot of local are local, but yeah. for other guys in the league, like it's you're almost more of a consultant, like, Hey, here, why don't you, do, you know, I, I use the bridge app, which I think you've done before. And yeah. like guys yeah. on programs there. Right. But I'm just like, Hey, add some sprints in before you go to the commercial gym. Like right. make sure you get another run in this day. Yeah. Like what, like just answer questions. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that that because of that non-centralized model where, like you said, you're lucky because you're you're in kind of a hub area, right? But um, I mean, there's there's teams everywhere across the U.S., right? Colorado and and California and all over the place. And those, like you said, those guys live in B.C. or live here yeah. in, in Ontario, or whatever. And so that creates a massive challenge, like you said, as far as you know, how are they training? Where are they training? What do they have access to? Do they have a strength coach at, you know, that yeah. they work with and, and then that's great. Or are they in a commercial gym? And, and so, yeah, like you said, you've, you've got to, you've, you've got to have a really great relationship with the guys on your team so that they trust you from afar. Right. Because you, you're only going to see them at practice maybe. And then at the game day. Right. So. Um, 100%. And, and you got to meet them where they're at. Right. Like there's some guys that, uh, aren't local here that really like have access to unbelievable. Like there's one guy that lives in uh, Detroit. So the gym's not closed. He has access to this great facility. Right. And so it's programming for him and he loves it and is diehard and wants to like go and, you know, and yeah. then there's guys that are kind of like hit or miss. Like, I, I just got my condo gym in Toronto. Like, right. 
give me two 30 minute workouts. Right. Like a week, like that's where you're at. I don't yeah. want to scare you off and tell you, you have to do this, this, and this, but I'm going to give you the best advice I can to help you. And maybe in a bit, you want to go to three workouts or two. Right. Like, right. It's a process to get those without guys. Scaring them, right. If you, if you yeah. give them the, the long list of, okay, you're going to do like foam roll for this. You're going to warm up for this. You're going to do sprints and med ball work. You're going to do this strength, learn to Olympic lift, blah, 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 film your videos of it so I can see it and check in blah, 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 and your workout's going to take you two hours and 10 minutes. So, <laughs> right. I'm just not going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. Forget <laughs> yeah. it. Exactly. Something that's, is always better than nothing. Right. Too much. Yeah. Um, and then you can hopefully mold them over time. Right. You talked about that being a challenge, this, this non-centralized kind of, model that the league's under uh and again and again the limited access officially that you have with them right as far as you know practice once a week and i thought i knew that but i didn't know it was necessarily like cba right um but i knew you guys weren't together that much there's Um, rules on how many hours they can be on the floor in training camp and i've been at training camps like when i was still playing and trying out and, you know, there was no one on the floor after us. So it was a two hour training camp session. And then two hours and 10 minutes later, like, or, you know, 10 minutes over time, they're working on the power play or whatever. And look at the captain be like, hey, it's been over two hours. And he just go up to the coach. Hey, let's go. And the coach <laughs> whistles it down right away. Is like, no, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Like mid play of something. It's like, we're, <laughs> wrap we're it up. Time. We're not allowed this, right? Like right. So the CBA that like the player association doesn't come at them. Right, right. Um, you know, the, the other interesting part is 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 the travel and, and what, you know, the league's really spread out. And like you said, guys are coming from different places. And what does that look like? Um, again, a casual fan just, you know, A, doesn't know this. And, and B, how does that affect how you prepare the guys? Um, you know, nutritionally, is there things that, that happen? Like, what, what does that look like? Uh, yeah, so it's a... Uh part of it and again again that's where the, the lacrosse is kind of funny um you know so if the the rock play a saturday game in halifax okay which they did in mid-december right they fly out friday evening so guys work friday yeah get off a little early drive to the airport fly out right you land dinner sleep whatever saturday shoot around game and then again, the weekend warriors, because we're lacrosse players and they all have jobs, <laughs> they might find themselves at a bar after the game. Right. Right. Uh, usually like a six or set, like a 7 a.m. flight the next day for everyone to get home. Yeah. Means they don't get much sleep. Right. When they get home, they have to parent. They have yep. to do whatever. Uh, so Mondays, they're not at their best. Right. 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 So you have to take that into consideration they're not going to stop like they're not going to have a big win in halifax on a saturday although they didn't that game but uh, <laughs> and then you know not enjoy it right 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 so they say so like you know mondays are a little slower so you know for the guys that are in here that train the regular guys we go monday tuesday wednesday thursday because again it's usually a saturday league if they yep. play Friday, obviously we cut out thursday yeah right? the rock practice tuesdays uh, so we'll train, we'll do our, you know, obviously, you know, goes without saying warm up, the mobility, the, the speed stuff, but our strength on Monday will be an upper body day because yeah. they're not at their best and it's right. easy. You get buy-in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Tuesday, we'll do lower body. They got practice that night. So it kind of goes in, practices your conditioning. Yeah, and that's kind of the heavy day of the week. That's kind of the high day, right? Yeah, yeah. Wednesday yeah. again, because we just had that heavy day. We go upper body again, uh, which again, lesser, less, less speed stuff. They ran the night before, just kind of taking care of them in season, right? Yeah, yeah. And Thursday, we'll do lower body again, which is, you know, uh, uh, but a bit lighter day, just so they're not sore Friday. So it's not in their head about like being sore Saturday. Right, right. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah. These cross guys are fragile. Like, you know, we're still <laughs> making inroads onto the training. <laughs> High and skill then, sport um, guys, that's usually what, uh, you know, I'm a little bit tight, you know, they feel a little yeah, tight. Yeah, they don't like that, right? in their head. And then it's like, oh, all of a sudden they'll start skipping that workout. And right. next week. So it's like, you got to take care of the people, meet them where they're at. And, and so, again, that's why I think my big separator here, right? Big why I succeed is I understand these guys. Right. I did it right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Very fortunate to, and to be in the dressing room and hear the talk and see it as opposed to, um, coming in from the outside where, you know, they'll kind of tell you one thing. Right. Right. And it's such a small sport relative, like to the amount of people, like you said, that play everyone kind of knows everyone and, and you can kind of, you'll, you'll, you'll smell those guys out. I would think a lot quicker than even other sports. Hey, this guy, you know, like, I think you need to, some sports are like that. I think you need to, to understand not only the sport, but on this, the sport culture, speak their yeah, language. The psychology of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. Of the and, people coming into it. Right. 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 Um, is there anything else kind of around travel and around that league that, you know, it runs, I want to say December to March, April, May, maybe somewhere in there, right? Uh, May and maybe even June now, I think. They've, right. It's, it's actually kind of ridiculous. Like, so for a weekend league, they can only practice once and usually only play once. Right. This set up to be the most trained league in the world. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Like, what yeah. else are you doing when, when you, like, if you were to think of the NFL, just think if they only practiced once on Tuesday for two hours and then played Sunday. What would right. they be doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah. You know, yeah. weight room, they'd be doing like so much right. stuff, right? Obviously, they get paid enough that they don't have to have jobs. and Right, whatever, balance right? their time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like there's that whole thing. But when you look at the NLL setup, like it is designed for in-season training. Like this, this is not just maintenance. Right, yeah. And I think the consistency of, like you said, it's a weekend league. And so a lot of what the tricky part is with other post sports is that the schedule is so chaotic, right? Yeah, you play yeah. on Saturday, but you also could play Tuesday one week or Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. And so there's not that consistency of what days could be lighter, what days could be harder. Yeah. Uh, but with the weekend league, like you said, you can get into that routine of pro football, right? Like, hey, we play every Sunday in pro football and we know Mondays are going to look like this and Tuesday, you know, yeah. like it, it, it really lends it to that. It does. Um if you have the buy-in from, from the guys. Oh, yeah. to be able we're to we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but we're, I'm pushing for it. I'm yeah. pushing for it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I, I've had an experience or two of, of traveling with, with the pro team and, and seeing what that looks like when you play a couple games in a weekend and you're on the sleeper bus and, and then them, them going out and performing and how much education are you, are you getting to them as far as, like you said, sleep and nutrition around the game? Obviously, like you said, they have other jobs that, you know, they have yeah. family, but within the window of post-practice maybe, or, or that day of a game, like you said, they get to, they get the, you have a match at shoot around in the morning, then they have this big gap and then they play. 
like how much of that is 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 being talked about and, and has grown or have you seen grown in the last few years? Well, it's, it's grown a lot. It's not talked about enough. Right. Um, same thing here, like uh, with trading, it's way better than it was 10 years ago. It's better than it was five years ago, but we still have a ways to go. Right. right. So um, I think this is the first year, like, you know, pizza pizza was a major sponsor of the rock. I think they still are. But uh, they were a major sponsor. So what do you think the guys ate post game? What do you think was in the dressing room? Yeah, and that you didn't walk by. Yeah. A pizza, pizza. And <laughs> yeah. I found one. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't yeah. play. And that wasn't great. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, I, I keep joking around. I was like, after, like, we practice here Tuesdays. I was like, can I just get one veggie tray in right. the room? Right. Not near enough to feed anyone. <laughs> but maybe it tells them they should eat a vegetable and be healthy as opposed to stopping at McDonald's on the way out of here. Right. Right. Which you know, is very close to the facility here. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, like seven, eight years ago at the talk of the room after practice was which fast food place the guys were stopping at on the way out. Of here. Yeah. For real. Yeah. It'd be yeah. Like two guys were superstitious. They'd go to Wendy's if we had a big win. Like, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so now there's no more of that talk. Uh, after the, the the rock games this year, they get a nice spread, uh, you know, healthy foods like some chicken, pasta, veggies, like right. good salad. Yeah. Right? Now, like there still might be the pizza boxes, but there's better food outside the room. Right. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Is that part of your role as far as hey, like going through the menu or or having talking to the ownership about where yeah. we're getting stuff from or things like that, or do they have kind of partnerships for that and stuff? Well, yeah, they just decided to go with uh, one business that's doing well. Like, I don't have to say it, but it's like, I've said, can we just have healthier? <laughs> like, right. just having, like yeah. let's use this game almost as a workout. Right. Because between practice Tuesday, and again, the lacrosse mentality is, I just practiced. Let me have three beers and then yeah. go stop McDonald's on the way out because right. I earned it. Yeah, yeah, right. right. change that mentality and go to like, hey, that was my workout. Let me have a protein shake and a grilled chicken salad right? and go to sleep. And if I want to do something, if I want to have the beers and the whatever tomorrow, but like, let's get some good benefits out of this practice. Right, right. right. So we're still in that, that phase. Yeah, but the reception, but I think- it's turning, it's turning. Yeah, and you've had good good reception from ownership as far as your suggestions and, and, yeah. and things like that. So yeah, like every- The best that, owner in the league. That's part of the growth, right? Of the of the yeah. sport is all of these uh, outside pieces start to get added, start to get tweaked, start to get improved, right? Um, yeah. And then the, and then it shows up in, in in the performance of the guys, right? That's that's awesome. Again, I th- I think it's a sport. I didn't I didn't play my my I wanted to one summer. My dad was like, I don't think so. You're gonna get hurt, which was probably yeah. true because I was a buck, probably thirty five at that point, right? As a fourteen year old, but um, like you said. it's such a dynamic sport you need so many things that from a performance end is as i would think super interesting right when you really dissect it you move in all directions you you need to start and stop you have hand-eye coordination you have team dynamics you got strength you know you got to have some muscle on you some armor to deal with that like i think it's kind of like a like a buffet for a strength coach right everything you could think of they need Fighting is still happening, right? Like, <laughs> right. 
you, yeah. you need to be strong enough to defend yourself yeah. just in case yeah. even if that's not your thing right like right you have that confidence with, with everyone you go against right and again like there's there's still guys in the league well there's not too many but you know five nine five ten 170 pounds like not big and then the captain of the rock challenge rogers is six four 230 pounds and strong like a, a, an nfl safety who uh we do you know time 10 meter flies now right um with the free laps and he's the fastest guy on the team right and then we get in here and i got 100 pound dumbbells and they're not big enough for him for like <laughs> right. dumbbell right. And stuff, right yeah and i don't know if you've looked at the price of dumbbells lately but <laughs> <laughs> increase five pounds he's going to put me out of business right? <laughs> so, exactly like, but that's yeah. a guy who's playing this sport who's the fastest on the team the strongest it's like how do you how would you play against him without right. training right exactly yeah and i think like you said as 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 those as a new player who comes into the pro pro league if when you step in at camp you're gonna yeah. hopefully see that right hey i i this isn't you know i gotta do extra stuff like i gotta do yeah. more than I thought um, it's, it's not, you know, my older brother's league anymore, you know, or my old, you know, my uncle's and league that, anymore, you know, that's exactly what it was. Two guys could get away on their skill and just be like, yeah, you know, but now like more than ever, every year, every single year it happens where, you know, uh, especially preseason, I'll deal with the rookies a lot as they right. come in here and do um, stuff. And, and I talk to them and, they, and, you know, try to build them up, be confident. They like, you want everyone to succeed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I say like, this is just, this is more than I was ready for. And they were right. like top junior players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you realize like, Oh, this you know, challenge, whatever, 27 something, he's been training like this for, you know, he went to Stony Brook. So it's right from the NCAA. Yeah. He got almost 10 years of training four days a week on him. Right. Right. And you're a 22 year old is like, ah, oh, <laughs> like, so yeah. they're getting it like it's coming yeah we'll that's awesome there. and i think it's it's got to be cool for you to see that to see the growth of a sport that you you love and you were involved with it and see the level of the league rise i've i've seen it as a as a casual fan the le the level of the league change and the skill of the league change and and just even just kind of the 100%. the presence of the league in general right like the games yeah. are on tsn now this year and yeah. you know teams are there's more teams in the league and and just kind of it's a it's a sport i wish i kind of wish i did play but it's a sport that i wish got more attention and and because it's it's just such a cool sport to watch as well right yeah greatest game in the world and the only, the only problem is what you said about watching the game grow and all these guys get better and bigger stronger faster so it's happening as i get older and weak. <laughs> <laughs> so here in the gym and go jesus <laughs> oh man i couldn't survive a day like there's not a chance i could get out right there. like you know it's just like ah you played crap. you played in your window of time and i it was, was very fortunate it was meant to, to be right? then because i don't know if it would have happened now <laughs> actually i know <laughs> let's stop that one that's right. the way it was. uh one of one of my favorite uh movies is back to the future it's always kind of at the top of my list um if you could jump in the delorean is there a time or a situation within your career that you'd like to go back to and, and offer your younger self a little bit of guidance, a little bit of advice? <laughs> yeah, well, this is a loaded question uh, because I would go to January 2020 and tell myself, sell the gym now. <laughs> 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 There's a pandemic coming. You don't want to be here. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> in all honesty, like, I, because I, I, you sent the notes out, I read it, I was like, not really. Like, I, I honestly, it's, I, I keep feeling like I fell into luck so many times that there's not really anything I would change. I don't know where I could have, you know, where I'm at, like, in all honesty, where I'm coaching, being the strength coach for the Toronto Rock, this, this was the highest goal I wanted to achieve. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was the dream is like, and I, I wouldn't change it right now. I'm very happy. Uh, and everything on the way just sort of like worked. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I got the lessons at the right time when right. you needed it. So there's not I, I, like the main thing would be like, if you're opening a gym, make sure you're on top of your numbers right away. Right. There you go. Yeah. 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 Right. Cause again, I was a strength coach. that just wanted to train athletes. The gym sort of fell into my lap as like, it was like, I'm building this facility. Do you want to come work here? Right. Yeah, I'd think about it. I'm building this facility. Can you tell me what I need to put in the gym? Yeah, of course I can. I'm right. building this facility. Do you want to own it? Sure. Yeah. Like there yeah. wasn't, you know, then I had to go look and do business plans and whatever, right? Right, right. So that would be the main, like, just make sure, or even just your, like, the law of compound interest finances as a young person in this job, that's the stuff that's not talked about. Right. Um, you know, I, I think you've talked about it more and uh, knowing, but that's the stuff like, you know, we all get in this because we love working out or we like training people or dealing with people. Right. Right. But it's like, you gotta learn the other side of it or else you're not going to, it's going to be a short long. stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Sure. Like what's the, yeah. the average personal training career is like one year. Right. Right? right. And then like, so there's me and you and Wayne and a bunch and uh, going on like 17 years or whatever, 16, 17 years. So there's a lot of people that are probably 17 days to balance that out to get. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I definitely think, yeah, if, if you're, if you don't have a business acclimate, we've talked about this before. If you don't have a business acclimate, you better, you better find one in yourself. You better take the courses or find, find, you know, get some guidance there or, or you're going to partner with someone who does have that, you yeah. know, like, but, but to go in on it up on your own with your rose colored glasses, oh, I'm just going to train athletes. I'm not going to pay attention to what things cost or, yeah. or how much I should charge or what yeah. the growing rate, you're going to be in trouble, right? Like it's yeah. just, it's not going to work. And then we get a pandemic in the mix where, yeah, like you, you know, you're able to, to continue to train a certain aspect of your business you have the online stuff that was, that's been there for a long time. And now, although it's still difficult, it's not complete wipeout, right? Like, yep. you know, like other places. Right. So um, all of those. Very, very fortunate to be uh, in the place I'm in too with the, you know, the rock owner. I can't speak highly enough. He's, you know, obviously treated treat me great through this. Um, I feel for a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm one of the privileged ones of gym owners. Right. Uh, that will make it out the other side of this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you, you're a fun guy. Uh, we've had some, some, some fun times, which we'll save for another podcast, I'm sure. But what's your escape? You know, there's, you're going with the rock, you got games on the weekend. There's a lot going on. You have your other athletes that you train, not just lacrosse, but hockey and soccer and a lot of different stuff. Um, what do you use to recharge the batteries? You talked about the cruises, um, you know, is there anything else that you do to just kind of get away from the profession a little bit and, and recharge? Yeah, well, the pandemic isn't helping the cruise industry either. So what's the <laughs> right. right, the gym industry and the cruise industry. Like, don't bet, don't bet on whatever I'm betting on. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, 
Uh, I'm pretty simple. You know, it's like being in a gym all day. You're loud. There's loud music. You're talking. I get home. I'm simple. Watch TV. Right. It's mellow out. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like chill. I'm a TV person. Uh, always have been growing up. I was a human TV guide growing up. I'd have, <laughs> uh, write out the TV schedule of what we'd watch at what time for my old university roommate when I graduated and moved on. <laughs> so he'd still have it. Uh, that and then I uh, like... Yeah, that's I'm pretty basic. My yeah. wife and I love F1 racing. I got her into it uh, nice. after the first season of Drive to Survive. We're not like these newbies that are. <laughs> um, so we actually had tickets to Montreal in 2020. Oh, awesome! Uh, that got yeah. canceled. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it was great that they were coming back, right? Montreal. Yeah, we have tickets to Montreal in 2022, hoping it doesn't get canceled. Yeah. Um, that's our like our for my wife and I. That's our main. We'll watch anything car racing right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got Monaco on the travel list, so maybe that's you why, can that's what combine it. For. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I watch that race and tell me you don't want to be there. <laughs> exactly. Like if exactly. you said dream, like that's the dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's awesome, man. I I think again, our we've we've been connected for a long time, but I definitely, you know, always always admire what you're doing and, and how you've built a really um, solid place within lacrosse and, and just trying to grow that sport, just trying to get, you know, people thinking about training earlier within the sport and, and that it's a part of it, you know, not only at the pro level, but also kind of as kids prepare for university or in Canada or in the States and helping them when, when they come back and seeing all of the, the young players that you've worked with again, other sports, you know, go on and have successful university uh, opportunities or just play a higher level of whether that's triple a or whether that's a junior lacrosse or whether that's pro lacrosse. So um, it was great to have you on and, and just let us know a little bit more about the sport and how those athletes need to prepare for the sport. Yeah. Thanks for having me anytime, Jay. Good to see you again. Good talking to you. And hopefully uh, it's not as long for the next time. Yeah.